Hey, we're back! Hey everybody, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. We are a real play Jenga podcast. We're taking out the little squares and trying not to make the whole thing fall down, aren't we, Adaru? I do love me some giant Jenga. Giant Jenga. Two you show up at a, at a bar or a pub and they've got the, the two by fours laid out, that's a good play. Mm -hmm. Immediately, I'm happy to be there. Bad place to start a Kidding aside, we're a real play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We focus on narrative-driven storytelling or something like that. My name is Jameson Oxford, your Dungeon Master. Playing with me today is a shifter, barbarian, claims to be a druid, played by... Jeff, he means you. <laughs> no, he doesn't! Uh, no, he fucking doesn't! Oh. oh, my bad. I guess, Ryan, you're up. Yeah, but that's me. Hey, I'm Ryan, and I play Nine, who is absolutely an artificer and not the thing that Jay said. Oh, was it me? Yes. Oh, shit. I know it's hard to tell. Guys, it's uh, it's it's me. See, Jay said barbarian, but I play a druid, and that's why I no, got I, confused. I, I said barbarian I'm a level who claims zero to be druid. a druid. Yes. I'm a level zero druid, but I have, no I have levels in druid. The level is just no zero. No such thing as level zero anything. By that, by that logic, uh, your level zero uh, wizards, sorcerers, rangers, fighters, and warlocks. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Haven't you ever played D&D before? Come on, man, get with it. Also playing with us. I am Mitch. I do play Adairu. He is a barbarian who wants to be a real boy and wants to be a real druid, but he isn't yet. Because he sucks at nature so bad. Uh, he's currently impersonating a hobgoblin mercenary from Kenoria by the name of Halor. And using that to try and tear down the establishment of the primacy. Because fuck those guys. Playing with him is a <laughs> Crestkin homebrew me. race, octopus boy, thief, well not thief, swashbuckler rogue, played by... Me, it's Jeff. I'm Jeff. Jeff Liss. Good, good to see you. Good to hear you. Good to be a part of this whole exchange. Yes, I play, uh, I play uh, designation C3P4, a.k.a. Seth, which... Uh, you know, I as a character hate, but everybody, it's better than giving out my real name, Rayusk. And, uh, can't wait to, uh, fight a cat bear. I'm gonna fight a cat bear dressed as a cat bear you, while you furry. pretending to be Reyes a cat a furry. bear. Probably so, not. you made him that way by giving him a cat bear cloak, you fuck. Mate with hey, it, the Jeff. only thing that mate I want to say it. before I, uh, give it to it. Jeff to do the magic words is, hey, don't forget to check out our Patreon. We like doing this. We love the support. It helps us continue doing this. We keep trying to make a good product that is currently free of commercials at for the time being at this stage. Real ones, anyway. Yeah, we make up our own because I don't know. It was funny to me and us. Yeah, and uh, it is currently commercial free, entertaining to put together. Uh, and if there are any commercials in it, is they are not commercials we're getting paid for. It's just stuff that we support mm -hmm. uh, from friends of the show. You know what's weird? What else we support? What actually? It's not weird. But the other thing that we support is actually furries. We we support furries. Yes, I'm no, just saying you, you were t you were saying not nice things specifically about Jeff being a furry. So I'm just, just making it clear. I didn't say anything support bad. I was just okay. confirming that he is a furry. Anyways, we don't kick shame around here. <laughs> no, I, I'm cool with him. <laughs> listen, 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 didn't listen, know what we listen, did to support listen, him. Just you got it sounded a little negative listen, about furries. But I wanted technically Rask is a yeah, scaly. Yeah, fine, fine. I just want to say so. At listen. least he's not a fucking otter. And if you know what I mean, you Mitch, know what Mitch I mean. Mitch knows too much about fairies. So, that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Check check out our Twitch stream as well, where we do some oh, live play D&D and video games and this and that. You can get to know us a little better there. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Jeff? Last time on 
Torchlit Tavern. Black powder. Black, Black powder. powder. I will eat this weasel. No one's been feeding you? Water is our greatest concern, but the Celis River is only a few days away. Maybe two. If we were to travel lighter, to carry less food, would we get there faster? This is the most evil thing that you've attempted wild. to do yet. Absolutely wild that Adaru would suggest such a thing. We need to find water. I'm making this your goal. Let me tell you, my friend. I've got some rolls to fail. I will fuck this up. The quartermaster said that you had been looking for it. I was wondering if you had an insight as to what it is. It is a nice sword. I saw it in the tavern, and when it was mentioned in the manner of the governor, I suspected it would make a nice replacement for the blade I carry. Do you be honest there be water anywhere be near routes? They be sending me out scouting for water. I don't need water. We're keeping them from getting it. They're going to die of thirst. Well, all I'm saying is why be waiting to lure them to the river? You can be having water wherever you want it. There's no river. Well, I don't know what I even be bothering trying to help you about them. You don't need to help us! That's why you're stupid! What y'all be gonna do about the metal things? That's when we might need your help. One of them, I be thinking we can take away. It is strange. It's not just a thing, it's it's got thoughts, it thinks. You see 75 is in a powered down state near Robert. Adairu is incredibly technical, and he knows a lot about machinery. He's, uh... Obviously. He's just gonna pour some water in the barrel, he's gonna drop some dirt in there. I saw you discussing with Robert ways to keep his king and country safe. I am not Valerian. You are causing me more trouble. Seth, you are in a conflict. You are surrounded by trouble. I am aware. What kind of trouble is acceptable to you? Uh, it, Adaru tries to sneakily slide a caltrop into the container with him. You give me Katra. What do you want? Like you say, you will free yourself, and you will kill all of these primacy pig dogs. Without doubt. Say no more. Done. I would like to see you try. Risk, you climb your tree just in time to see a cat bear come out of the woods and move toward one of the men sleeping on the outside edge of the circle. How quickly could I get to it? Roll initiative. Sarasc, you're up in a tree. You just climbed back up in there after doing your little bit of uh, interrogation, espionage, little this, little that. And right when you get back up into your perch, across the camp, the northwest side, you see a cat bear just coming out of some taller grass. And if it wasn't for the fact that you have perfect dark vision right now, that this cloak of a cat bear is also granting you a magic ability to see very far and very well. You wouldn't have heard it. You wouldn't have noticed. It blends in and it is silent. And you just see that there is a man on the outer edge of the camp in his... Like, he didn't even bother to throw down his his roll. He's just using his bedroll as a pillow laying in the dirt. He's too tired. He's conked out and the cat bearer is creeping up on him. He's only like 20 feet away from this man. Everyone has already rolled initiative. Technically, it's a Daru's turn, but I will give Reyesk a free action right now you do anything yeah um there's a cat bear coming up it's threatening to attack the it looks as though it's 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 about to attack the camp correct it looks like it's gonna go after this man on the outer edge for sure yes okay well it, i believe it, it, i still it is have... low hackles up uh like it, it is predatory right now Means absolutely Ill. 
Well, luckily enough, I stole that Valerian long rifle. Um, how far away is it? As I stated, you have a free action, but you do not have an action because you did not win an initiative. Well, I mean, if it you want to go, me, though, do, do I get a if surprise? You go, if you don't, if you want to take your turn, he goes first. Is the fight well, starting? Well, my curiosity is, it doesn't see me, but I see it. Does that? Isn't that the the the? Here's the situation. It is 20 feet from the man, and you see that it is already moving to attack him. You cannot get your rifle up and ready because you did not beat it in initiative. It will attack this man before you could react. So, yeah, you have a chance to yell. What do you do? Um, Rayask's sort of lack of ability to yell well will prevent him from even trying. But if he can just fire the gun as a warning sound. Um, sure. I, I into the tree line, that'd be great. Yeah, I like I said, I, I'm not going to let you attack because it's not your round. But if you just want to waste your shot and pull the trigger, just like not even just to try to make a big bang, go for it. Yeah. So you do, do that, and immediately everyone in the camp is startled awake. Uh, you hear alarmed kind of cry go through. Adaru, you hear Reyes firing his gun. And go ahead and roll a perception check to see what he is, what what has caused his alarm. The audacity, the bold-faced audacity of you to assume that me rolling a perception check will allow me to see anything. It's 11. So... Without... So what happens is, uh, Adairu, it doesn't have a good time seeing things because cat ears and gunshots, and if you've ever turned on a vacuum near your house, cat, it goes kind of like that. Adairu reacts like a cat who just saw a cucumber. And Adairu is startled and runs? Yeah, he, <laughs> Adairu teleports. <laughs> He's seven feet to the left of where he started and very confused. So what you do, what you have, right, is you immediately look to where Rask is, and you see that Rask is looking in a direction, but you do not see what is causing it because you're on the wrong side of camp. That That's what yeah. we just, we're just establishing is that whatever he's looking at, whatever he's firing his gun at or near, you can't make that out from where you are. But it's your turn. You've won initiative and you've reacted quickly even though you don't have any information on what's going on. Uh, do I have the ability to pick a direction from what? Yes. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, uh, what, go. You can see which way Reisk is looking in the dark. I'm going to I'm gonna go that way. Uh, and my question is... Is that the the end of the camp that has Roka's men or my men? Roka's men are to... You know what? I didn't really specify. High or low? Jay, it's me. Low. It's an 11. Uh, so, no, it's your, it's your you. men. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Should've let him roll. Mm-hmm. It's a 16. <laughs> Amazing. One, you, you know that that side of the camp toward the north is t- where a lot of Evaldi's men have camped can't be okay. certain it's one of the 19 that you've really got in your pocket nowadays, but it's likely. But like I, I said, guess I have, give a shit. Yeah, it's most of most of the men that Vivaldi has is essentially under Adairu's sort of sway yeah. nowadays. Yeah, it's my homies. It's the homies. The homies about to, I don't know, but it's the homie. Uh, I go to help the homie. Okay. Uh, if you use up all your movement, you will get there, but it's going to take you a double move to get all the way across, right? You still move it like 30 feet. Yeah. Okay. It's a little bit of ways. There's a lot of people camped here. You got to hop across people in their in their bedding and as they all wake I, up. Uh, and panic. I'm a cat, actually. So normally having to move across bedding would count as uh, awkward terrain. But I just jump from nutsack to nutsack, yeah. and I'm actually <laughs> completely unencumbered by the terrain. Yeah, absolutely. You, you bounce off people's dicks as you, as they all curse your name. Ah, fucking hello! And you make it across, and but at the end of your first move. You do see, uh, you see brush moving. I'm not uh, because you didn't roll quite high enough. You see that there is a, a patch of grass 
that is thick and tall, that is rustling, and is moving toward a man who is groggily waking up from the gunfire. Is it a guy I give a shit about? Yes. Damn it, now I have to care. Um, does Halor care about people? Yeah, it's one of my pawns. Mm-hmm. Jay just yeah, said so. I don't think so. Well, I mean, called this, him a pawn. I'm going to go ahead and say This guy, this guy a... recently <laughs> interrupted something you were in the middle of doing to show you pictures of his kids and go, because of you, I get to see them t- soon, I hope. Yeah, he's a number. Um, Do I know this guy's name? <laughs> I um, will never know this man's name. It's, it's definitely 75. <laughs> Uh, you, you, you remember that this guy uh, was Corporal Reggie Ular. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so angry um, that you beat me to using that because I also had that written down. <laughs> so Reggie's about to get nommed. That sucks. Uh, well, I mean, Reggie's about to be in bad in bad times. I don't know what kind of bad yeah. times yet. Fuck, how do I say Reggie in Halor's voice? <laughs> Corporal, fucking move. And uh, if I can, I'm just going to throw a rock at him. At the guy? Okay. Just fucking um, throw a rock at the dude. Just uh, wake the fuck up, check. All right, here's what I'll do. Who do you think you, you are, Bruce? You playing yeah, fucking no, no, stone no, no, over no. here? Yeah. So the way I was going to do it is that the army just waking up and kind of being amiss, right? I was going to just have them go on initiative zero. If you throw a rock at this dude, uh, I will give him an initiative roll, but he still is going to be at odds with the fact that you and this cat bear both rolled a nat 20 for your initiative. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and let him roll now to enter the fray sooner than he normally would. Yeah, that, that's basically... Uh, there just yells alarming things. Okay, uh, a rock hits the dude in the shoulder and he's like, fuck, ow, why? And then he sees the rustling and uh, does not roll high enough initiative as a cat bear leaps out of the brush and swipes at his legs and his side and tries to like hook him with the claws. It rolled a nat one. You, you, you cause just enough of him to wake up and jerk away that the claws sink into the ground and tough, just drag out this huge hunk of loam and grass as he backpedals. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then it's going to try to attack roll, him. It rolled a nat one. My spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Okay. So yeah, it, it, it tries to get him. He backpedals away. It then swipes again with its other claw and does catch him with a foot, causing him to take... Takes eight damage, and you see the guy get... Before he can get up, he gets knocked down, knocked down to the ground. Next in initiative is nine. Okay, so I can see this happening, yes? Because he said I'm pretty close to it. Nine, you see, leaping out of the tall grass, is an animal that you think shouldn't have been able to hide there. It is easily seven feet tall at the shoulders, but it seems to be able to have a low center of gravity even than that. But as it's attacking, it stands up on its hind legs and you realize that it's taller than you are. And it seems to be some sort of bear-like creature, but with more feline features. It is incredibly silent, and the claws on it look incredibly deadly. As it's trying to attack this man, it grabs him by the by his leg and yanks him back down to the ground. Erline was the other name. Erline, yes, we discussed it being. If you were going to scientifically name a cat bear, you might call it an Erline. Gonna run over and cast Lightning Lure. All right, that is a <laughs> 14 strength save. It rolled a nine. It's very good. All right. Uh, so it gets hit with your. We- it's like a throw. cable that shoots out of your arm, right? Is the way yeah, it's a cable it. that that whips out of my palm and. Um, it's the uh, Halo Infinite upgraded grapple shot. I'm going to pull them to me 10 feet and then 
they will take uh, 1d8 lightning damage. Where is my d8? God damn it, there it is. Here, I'll roll for you, Ryan. It's a four. It's a four. <laughs> wow. All right, so you, you yank, it gets around its neck, and it tugs it your way, and you see it light up in, like, you know, that cartoon way where you see its skeleton. Am I able to successfully? Wow. Am I able to successfully (laughs) pull it away from the corporal there? Yes. Fantastic. You sexpertly pull it away. Reggie, run! Uh, uh, Okay, okay. And he starts to get up and. Reggie uses a bonus action to shit himself. And he does go next. He gets up and he limps away. You you see that he gets up and he kind of gets clear, especially because as you do that, you look at the cat bear, which seems to have its eyes on you now because you just hurt it. Yeah, point one is with me, so point one is just going to shoot at said cat bear. Uh, point two is still with Eric. Yeah, point two is going to go on Eric's initiative. I'm, I'm making this call. Works for me. Yeah, we'll split that up a little uh, bit. Yeah, point two, or point one. Point one is going to uh, throw a four strike at said bear. It's an eight plus six to hit. Force Blast nails him as, as he gets pulled toward you. The Force Blast hits him from like a little bit of an angle right in the face. How much damage is that? It is a four plus two, six damage. At the, as this happens, the cat bear lets out a roar as it takes the one-two punch from you at point one. Rayask. You really wanted to say as it took the one-two punch from you in point two, because it just feels right. I, I, I know it. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. It should have been the point one, point two punch. That's all I'm saying. That'll become later. That's later. That's later when I get catapulted and I start throwing them at people. <laughs> oh, jeez. Lord. Love it. Um, my turn. Can I shoot this? Can I shoot this rifle? You fired it already. You gotta reload. Can I reload it? For this, it's, it takes an action to load, and that's the problem. You right. have to give up your action to load. Yeah, I'll, I'll use my action to reload. Okay. And I'm gonna stay in the tree. Stay in the tree? Bonus action? Nothing? Uh, I think I'm already hidden from the thing, so I don't really... I mean, roll, roll stealth. Just establish that. Like, like. Okay. It, it's important to do as a rogue. Yeah. Bonus action hide. Stealth of 20... So the rest of the camp comes awake <laughs> after you guys are on this cat bear before the rest of the camp can even register what has happened. Gunfire goes off. You hear the, the muddled cries of a few people. We're under attack. What's going on? Uh, you hear Vivaldi's muffled cry from his tent he had set up. He wakes up. Roca moves, and you hear 75 coming online slowly. He boots up, so to speak. And... And that's all they really get to do is they sort of kind of shake themselves awake in the six seconds of combat. A Daru, your turn again. The first thing a Daru is going to say is, uh, somebody roll a knowledge nature check. Anyone, please. <laughs> Anyone else. Jay, what do I know on a two? <laughs> you rolled a two for your knowledge nature. Well, I rolled a three and then I added my bonus. Got it. So you, you got a two for nature. Um, a Daru <laughs> cat bear are deadly and hard to kind of find because they have a bad habit of seeing people before they see them which means that the cat bear either tries to kill you or gets away so there's not actually a lot known about cat bear even by the druids right it's hard it, to catch a cat bear he gets to choose fuck off or fuck you before you know it's there exactly so there, there isn't a lot of n- knowledge that you have on cat bear and uh, what you i'll give you even for a two is that you do know it is a natural beast that it is an animal and there uses his hide action Okay. I ain't running with that. Sure. Uh, you that move is into... a superior combative force. You move into the low brush. There rolls up on this goes, oh, that's a nope. And uh, if anyone can see Adairu, he freezes up for a second and then outs. 
Okay. Also, big ol' Owski. What'd you roll? Oh, I can see you. That's fucking crap. I roll crap, Jay. I just roll crap, alright? Now, this one broke 10. Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing good. 16. 16? Okay. So you disappear into the brush. The cat bear does not notice you kind of disappearing into the grass. It has eyes for point one and nine. Nine, uh, as your cable retracts from around it, it glares at you. And go ahead and roll me a insight check as it moves to attack you. That is, uh, 18 plus three. Fuck you, nine. Plus, wow. <laughs> Nine's a boss bitch. Like, I just want to yeah, say, man. you don't fucking get to pull one on that robot. No. Yo, his rolls, the last, like, I have proficiency in insight. three games have been Ooh. pretty great. Yeah, no, he's been killing it, and he, he just got, not his roll, but my roll that's definitely in his favor is these damage dice. We'll talk about it in a second. As it moves up on you, Nine, you get the distinct impression that this thing isn't operating. It, it, it seems checked out. Like, it doesn't actually seem to be reacting as an animal would. That being said, it does move to bite and slap you with a claw. It gets you uh, on your arm that you had extended with its teeth, and then it slaps you uh, to the side a little bit with his claws. But I rolled a one, a one, and a two on the damage dice involved. So you only take... A dirty Mitch. 13 damage. Did you say a one, a one, and a two? Yeah. Revealing, right? That's revealing. That's good to know. Uh, check us out on our Patreon for our newest merchandise, the Keep the Cat Bear Hand Strong. We're not going to clarify that? No, I don't need to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's clear. You've done the math. It's clear. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's clear. Uh, I am going to, uh, pop my crossbow out of my arm. We never actually said that I repaired the string, but really, it'd be stupid if I didn't. It's not that you don't have the tools. It's that it's a crossbow string. You can't mm -hmm. just tie it back together. Yeah, you do need a replacement this string. Bitch. I could just go get another one. Uh, my crossbow is going to pop out of my arm, as it is wont to do, and I am going to fire upon this cat bear. Your DM's going to use the story point, and it's going to point oh. out that at no point did you repair your crossbow, and it has no strength. Ruth. So, I guess it pops out of my arm, and I tried to shoot upon this bear, and nothing happened. You know what? Fuck that. What? I'm going to use the story point, because I never use the story point. And he fixed it. Take that. Do that. Fuck you, Jeff. Canceling out a story point with a story point? Well, canceled. I canceled. I guess I'm just gonna have to go bigger with my story points in the future. I did use one. You all get one, but Jeff just used his, so Jeff will not have one. But y'all do. Yes, your crossbow's fixed. Go ahead and roll your attack. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. You know okay. what? You know what sucks well, the worst? We just got a new one, and I never used my original one. I've never used my story points. He kind of did, because I did roll a fuck, which is a nat one on my dice. Oh! And, um, so I fire uh, the bolt, and it just goes extremely wide, and I miss. Let's hope it doesn't break the string I just gave you. But well, luckily, one. got a little friend right next to me, who also did not roll good, so we're oh, good. Oh, no. The bear's scary. Uh, yeah, fires off another forest blast, and nothing happens. As it, it turns out, point one is scared. <laughs> point of one aimed where you aimed. Oh, we're shooting over there. <laughs> oh, oh wait. Do you move? Do you uh, try to move? I mean, it's like on me, right? Yeah. If you move, it will attack. I uh, am not going to move because then it will attack again. 
risk you watch Nine get attacked by this cat bear, you see sparks fly up as a piece of uh, Nine's arm kind of gets yanked on by this, the claws and teeth of this thing. Uh, what do you do? Mm, well, that's fucked up, dude. Come on. Nine's like, you know, been pretty chill so far. Hey, when are Eric and Two coming into this combat? I'll explain that in a second. Uh, so, I reloaded. I have my Valerian long rifle here. I rolled a 21 to hit. That's a hit. Sick. That's 19 damage from the Valerian long rifle as I shoot down at it. Another shot cracks through the air. Your round strikes this cat bear in its shoulder, and you see that it, like, fully staggers from this blow. Nine, you watch as as a plume of blood shoots out of the side of it. This big hole erupts in it, and you look like... Life, life comes back. Life seems to pop back into its eyes as it looks like it actually registers pain for the first life, time. Life uh, finds, finds a way. It does. Uh, <laughs> as that happens, uh, that's the end of Reyes' turn. The rest of the camp starts to come alive, and you hear a lot of chaotic shouting. It's like, Cat bears! Get, to, get your weapons! Get them loaded! Plural. And uh, across the camp, you hear Eric give off a battle cry, followed by... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it sounds like you hear another roar from the other side of camp. As it appears that another one has popped up. Can I also see that one? Uh, yes, yes, you can. As it, as it breaks free, you see that it immediately kind of tackles a man to the ground and pins him. You watch Eric and Point Two immediately leap to try to get to the man's aid, but it looks like it pounces on the dude. The dude's already not really putting a fight back. It looks like we lost a guy already. Sick. The dare room. I love that for us. Should I, am I taking that guy off my punch card of goons? Yep. Fuck! <laughs> the dice are bitches today! The dice are just the biggest assholes. Yeah, sorry. The good news is, is I'm not giving him a name, and he wasn't one of the ones you liked. Oh, yeah. I ain't worried about it then. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's fine. So, that's fine. Adira, that. you're, you're in the tall grass. You've hidden. The cat bear near you and Nine is fully attentive to Nine, and you see that as it gets shot, its demeanor sort of changes. It seemed like it was a lumbering, just focused on hurting people when it first arrived, but you watch as it sort of stands up on its hind legs and looks around like it is shocked to be here before it seems like it bellows in less of an aggressive tone and more of a hurt tone. What do you do? I'm, uh... I'm going to Fuck use... Fuck yeah, it's hurt. I shot the shit out of that motherfucker. I'm going to use my druid skill, panic and hide in the bushes. Okay. Do you just... Do you forfeit your turn? What are you doing? Uh, Adairu is going to just sort of continue to observe, because this is, like, a big-ass, wild-ass animal. And we don't get to see this shit. And it's weird, and it's scary, and I don't want to cross fades with that, and, uh, yeah. Okay. Can I roll perception to notice that? He's saying he ain't trying to catch that fade. Fuck, what was it, 16? My stealth is a 16. Your stealth is a 16, yeah. Nine. I roll a 19 plus 30. Five plus one. You do not see him. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Man's been busting my balls for like three What he notices is isn't there. I'm going to use a story point to God actually notice him. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I've got near omniscience up here. I see your shit. You, you, are, you are essentially God, yes. Um, <laughs> with a rifle. God with a rifle. God with a rifle. <laughs> You're God's God American God. 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 Uh, That's exactly what the conservatives want. <laughs> yep. Ryan, Nine. I don't want to. I'll do it, but I don't want to. 
You don't notice a Deru, but you do see the cat bear, after being shot, stands up on its hind feet and tries to back away from you and pivot and run away. You get an attack of opportunity if you want to take it. I'm going to uh, raise up my arms and get real big. <laughs> get out of here! Oh shit, that song. Get real high, and at the top of my lungs, I scream. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, it it, yeah, it yeah, yeah. runs and it leaps over the top can, of point one. I think we could pay the four on one. It tries to disappear into the grass. It's gonna go ahead and take the hide action. I see you, bitch. Brace is gonna take it out from the tree right now. All right, so it got only uh, twelve to hide, so <laughs> it's not doing a great job. I job, really do see barely. It. <laughs> I can see that. Barely. Shit. It barely. It barely. It doesn't even barely. It. It just. It can't do uh, it. Now no, no, I no. roll a roll I've seen, that matters. I've seen a bear hide before. It, that's that's like a bear. Yeah. I have a bear hide in my living room. Nine. It's your turn, and you did hear noise coming from the other side of the camp. Yeah, I'm me. I'm gonna scoop up. I'm gonna scoop point one, and we're gonna head toward uh, point two and Eric. Uh, as you cross through the center of camp, making a lot of perception checks be ruled here. What's your? Let's just say you wouldn't be looking at this. What's your passive? My passive perception is eleven. As you cross to the middle of the camp, you immediately see that Eric has moved to try to save a man who doesn't look like he's alive. You see that he has pulled his his weapon out, and point two is wielding a hatchet that apparently has been handed to him in two hands. Because that's the size differential, is that it's like a great axe for point two. I was going to say, it's you probably see him, as big as he is. Yeah, so he's running at the at the bear with a great axe uh, along with Eric. But I need you those also, stats, hold on. <laughs> you also, out of the corner of your eye, it's a d6. Out of the corner it's of your eye. It's just hatchet stats. Yeah, it's just hatchet. Out of the corner of the eye, as you move through the center of camp, you see that Robert's cage... The door to Robert's cage is swinging open, and Robert is not there. Oh no, Eric! Have you seen Robert? Uh, Eric is in the middle of fighting a fucking uh, bear, like 30, 40 feet in front of you. Uh, the only one near you is is 75, who is coming online and getting his gun ready mounted to us. 75, Robert's gone, and we're being attacked by multiple cat bears. Yes, we are under, under attack. And he spins around and looks at the cage. And you see his eyes get, like, flare a brighter light, a brighter red. I thought you were guarding him. I thought you were on watch. That doesn't change that you were guarding him. He doesn't respond. His eyes just get brighter, and he immediately ignores the cat bear and goes off, like, into the camp, like, uh, looking for Robert. Okay. Has anyone seen the insurgent? I've lost my insurgent. Has anyone seen the insurgent? Please. He said please? <laughs> if we're working under that now 20 for my perception it's fair did i see him move good point like a nat 20 just to just if we're gonna go raw numbers here nat no. 20 perception raw Very numbers puts oh. me at 23 no wow impressive throw bear for you I mean, he's also been busy shooting dudes and stuff. Like, yeah, he, he picked his moment, so I, I did give him advantage. If that makes you feel better, it does make me feel better. So, Robert, I gave you a sandwich. So Eric and Point Two move and strike at this cat bear, and the cat bear just grabs the dude by like the back of his bridges and yanks him into the brush and just takes off with his body. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's its round. Uh, Reyes, it's your turn. 
you still see this cat bear moving off through the brush. You see both cat bears taking off. Do you want to do anything? Reload my gun. Okay. Anything else? I'm going to just keep an eye on both of them as they move, reload my gun, and try to watch the range to make sure that they're still, like, I can still hit both of them as they move. So you watch one of them, the one that Nine and, and Adara move toward first, you watch it just take off in a straight line away from everyone. As, like, I'm getting out of dodge, he is hauling as much ass as a bear can haul. The yeah. other bear runs about 50 feet out to the brush and then cuts north uh, in the opposite direction of that, of that cat bear. Like uh, it, it distinctly takes... different? Yeah, distinctly different. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on it. Eventually, it does get outside of your view or goes behind some trees and disappears, but it doesn't come back. But it did go a different route. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a mental note of the direction in which it headed and um, come down from the tree if we're out of combat at this stage. Vivaldi comes out of his tent. He is stitching on a belt and ordering people... Quickly, tell me what's going on. Did we get it? Are our men all right? And uh, Reyes, as you come down from the tree and 75 is nowhere to be found, he uh, is shaking awake men. And I think he's going to bump into you first, Reyes. Absolutely. Seth, report. Two cat bears attacked. One from the south and one from the north. The southern one after I shot it appeared to run away in fear, while the northern one ran with intention and direction. It ran south and then cut east with one of our soldiers in its mouth. Uh, before we got too far away from it, I was just going to say that, since he's recalling things that happened, Adara was going to follow the one that he was nearest for a while. Okay. In case that changes what Jeff tells people. It wouldn't change what I said because it doesn't affect anything there. They keep harrying us. How many did we lose? Just the one? Just one, yes. Nine, you can you, you are nearby too if you uh you can hear this conversation. I think we only lost the one, but Reggie is wounded. Yeah, Reggie Reggie is getting it, Reggie and ordinary guy uh roll up and Reggie is limping his way along. Um it is not too bad. I can keep up. I'll be okay. Also, it appears as though Robert has gone missing under 75's watch. Fuck that robot. You, you you see Vivaldi's eyes get incredibly wide. When? How long ago? Recent. Uncertain. How long? We lost him during the fight. It has only been a matter of, of moments. Search. Find him. Now. 75's already looking. 75 is not designed to find things. Where's Halor? Seth, go looking for Robert. I, I don't know where Halor is, but while we were on watch... I did see him approach 75 and Robert. Fucking narc. Roll persuasion. And since I don't know what DC to set this, I'm going to be real mean to Mitch and give Mitch an advantage roll because he's worked so hard to be trustworthy. I'm going to get a fucking four Roll a deception roll against nine. Oh, shit. Eight. Ooh. Oh, this is going to be really depressing. Ryan, roll higher. That way, when I still lose, I don't feel as bad. <laughs> yeah, I rolled an eight, and I have zero charisma, so I don't add. I swear to fuck. I rolled an at Mitch, <laughs> and I add four. Fuck you yeah. did advantage, and like I said, right? Then I rolled an eleven. Okay, there it is. I was, I was. That would have been very upsetting. <laughs> Heck yeah, it would have been. Nine. 
Halor has demonstrated himself to be a loyal mercenary working for us. Why do you keep casting disparaging comments upon him? Why would I lie? I follow your orders. Because I think that Reyesk would have just gone straight to doing what he was told, and I also kind of don't really want to be caught in the middle of whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> he said, go find Robert, so I'm going to go not, try. Yeah. Just, just not going to back me up there? Yeah. No, no, I don't want to get caught in the middle of this. He turns to Foe, and he says, Foe, go find Halor. He needs to help locate Robert and get them in moving. Nine, my tent, now. Who are you just talking to? Foe. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. Got him! You see him look absolutely perplexed at your question as Foe wa- wanders off. <laughs> gobsmacked. Just fucking gobsmacked. But Foe knows. Foe, knows Foe does exactly not. <laughs> I guess maybe he did yeah. walk through his Foe. house. Uh, <laughs> Foe at this stage has probably had enough view and interaction of what's going on. He's probably he's had like, to ah, bit, yes. like hot step out of Nine's way more than once the last few days. I feel like days. he knows what, but he probably doesn't know why. why? No. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know why Nine just hates him. Just give me the cold shoulder, man. Alright, so, Fo runs off looking for Halor. Halor, where are you? I, uh, I follow the cat bear. I want to see what that thing do. I had never seen one of those before. It's interesting. Okay. 18. I rolled an 18. What, what am I doing? Am I using survival? survival. Am I using perception? Yeah, it it moves faster than you. It is a 40-foot move speed, and it is at a a trot. So you are kind of keeping up with it. You do roll high enough, though, that you can track the blood trail and the the prints. 23. Yeah. You easily follow it. Let's say for... It only takes like five minutes before it gets where it feels far enough away that it kind of has slumped over against a tree, wounded. And you come across it. If you want to sneak up on it, roll stealth. 16. That's my stealth number, boys. 16. All right. It, it I'll take has, it. It ain't horrible. It has advantage. It's wounded. It doesn't notice. It seems like it's heavily breathing, and you creep up on it. Halor is just going to watch it for a while. <sighs> and then he's going to... Uh, that parcel of wolf meat that he had from earlier and uh, toss it in front of the bear. Cat bear. Erline. It uh, it startles a bit as it wasn't, it didn't see you and it lands on the ground and it kind of, it tries to stand up shakily and look around and sees you, but then it sees the meat on the ground and then it sort of nuzzles it and it gives you a look of distrust and and confusion. Roll handle animal. That's a 14. It snaps up the meat very quickly. It gives you like a weird solemn bear nod. And then it runs off further into the woods. Bear bros for life. I go back to camp. <laughs> so Rayisk. Yeah. What do you, what, how do you want to try to find Robert? Well, I went for a survival roll. I felt like that's, that's the tracking rule. Yeah, Sure. So you go to 12, you go to his, his, uh, you got a 12, no tracks, none. Yeah. Yeah. Not, see, not you great. Find, you survival. find nothing to, to really go on. Um, but I can try investigation. Um, sure. Yeah. Slightly better. Very, very slightly better. Uh, 13. You don't, you don't get anything about where he went, but you do notice that the ropes that were tying the door, the cage door shut are frayed 
And it is in such a way that it wasn't with, like, a blade. It looks like they were, like, carefully stabbed repeatedly with something pointy rather than sharp. Okay, yeah. But he was given some sort of tool, it looks like, to... It, see, it seems like... It, you find it unlike... It doesn't look like they were chewed through. They're not damp. They. It looks like whatever was used, it was some sort of... It, it, it's not done well. The, the rope is trashed, it's frayed, and it looks like it was weakened just enough that it was eventually just kicked open. Okay. Um, that's all you get. Yeah, that's all I get out of that. I guess I can't find any tracks, and I just know how he got out. Do I know... I, can't, I wouldn't even come close to knowing where he would have went from there. Um, so I guess I can't really ask any people that might have seen him. Yeah, well, and every everyone else was asleep. You were literally the only four or five people awake in camp, right? Yeah. As you basically come up with essentially Buckkiss, other than you can kind of guess how he broke out, Eric uh, strides up. He has point two sitting on his shoulder, uh, and inexplicably point two is now wearing a loincloth. But he rolls up on you. Hey, Seth, I understand our uh, Valerian friend is gone. It appears as much... Let me, uh, let me see if I can help you. We'll, we'll see what we can find. But he, he kind of gets up there and he, he look, he makes a show of looking at everything, but really he just gets close to you and he's like, things aren't looking good around here. I thought I might want to bend your ear a bit. There's a lot of chaos going on and we could talk. Go on. Vivaldi's whole mission out here is, it's, conf- it's, what is he doing? What are you doing? Do you know anything? You seem to be working directly for Vivaldi, but currently he's going to get us all killed. He make it. Everyone else killed, but I will not let him get me killed. We're one mind, then. I'm just curious if you know anything. Why doesn't he ask for backup? If it wasn't for the fact that we ran into these other men out here, we would be alone. Can he not call? Can he not ask? I know very little, but what I do know is he regards Nine very highly. Really? And that has something to do with things. I've gathered that. He seems to be very protective of the robot. Yes. All right. Have you seen the brownies she bakes? Indeed. You seen the way she looks in that apron? (laughs) We're all protective of things. Seth, I I joined up for more than than just the coin. I don't want this group to go west. And uh, I don't want to explain it to you. But there are people that I want to protect in that direction. Could you help with that? If you do that, I'll look. I'll watch your back. In the coming days. I look at him and my skin takes on sort of like a red and white asterisks. And I say... Oh, that's a new one. Polka dots. I say... It is good of you to offer to watch my back. But I have never needed anyone to watch my back before. And I don't think I need it now. I'm going to roll insight with okay. Eric. I'm going to do it at disadvantage. It's a 10. Does he glean anything from your skin tone? With a 10, I mean, I think between the skin tone and the body language, uh, when and to describe the body language, like when he says that, he kind of, he doesn't stand straight because that's sort of more of an intimidation thing, but he kind of takes a more, uh, he kind of puffs out his chest a little. Uh, so thanks, but no thanks? Yeah, it's... It's, it's sort of his, you can see, I, I think that even with a 10, he could kind of see the self-reliance that sure. is, that is kind of coming through here that he doesn't, 
he appreciates it genuinely. Okay, so his response is, I don't think you need me. I need you. I am offering something in return. That offer is support. Yes. As he says that, he kind of um, he kind of gets the yellow S shapes that move across his body, and he goes. So, do you mean like a favor? And it's it's co- it's clear in the the way that his sort of eyes express and his his body expresses. He's confused or questioning this. Like, this is an odd thing to barter to him. Yes. Okay, this could be valuable. I will accept your offer. He extends his hand for a handshake. He he takes your hand. He says, all I'm asking is that you help us go north. I don't want them to go west. Keep us heading north. Is that still toward Santitas? It, Santitas is toward the northeast. Uh, like, there is a way to move forward that is either direction. And he is worried that in order to find water... They might go off course. Okay. I look at him and I say, Worry not. I wish to take the fastest course possible to St. Jesus. And I uh, I nod. Thank you. So, he couldn't have gotten far, right? It does not seem as though he could have. Do you think he knows magic? Um... I know them to be tacticians and great warriors. Do I know them to be magic users? Uh, roll, roll history. Okay. Oh, that's a decent roll. Uh, 17. Um, you, you, you've heard that they have some sort of magical ability. They're, they're paladins as far as the mechanics like would describe. Okay. You couldn't be certain if he didn't have some access to something that cloaks or helps him move in a way that would be unseen. You can't be sure, but you do know that they, right. they that they have been known to cast spells. They have some some magic abilities. Yeah, they are not gifted with much magic, but I've heard stories they could have some magic abilities. So it's not impossible that he used something magical to hide. How would you escape if you were him? If it were me, I would have, in the commotion of the attack, if I knew I could find a way out of my cage, slipped away into the densest area of forest, and attempted to hide in the dense brush. Well, let's go check the brush then. I nod and move with him. Nine. Nine, you follow Vivaldi, who sort of storms back into his tent. Nine. Yes. It concerns me that your stories and Halor's never match. It should. Halor has repeatedly done everything he can to help us over the course of this. This journey would have... We would have lost many more soldiers if it wasn't for his actions. I want to believe you, Nine, but it is easy for wires to be crossed in one such as you, it seems. He nods over to 41, laying on the table. They often mistake friend for foe. Well, maybe we should take me back to the maker to get looked at. Nice. Vivaldi 
turns a darker shade of red, and you watch his brow furrow, and he looks, for the first time that you've seen him, actually angry. And he looks you in the eye, Nine, and he says, I was never going to take you to the Maker. You are a tool for me, and you will do as I say, and you will not ask questions, and you will open the doors I need you to open. You will do as I say, and we will go to Santitas. You will stay safe until we get there. Do you understand? What doors do I need to open? You are going to give me access to the Maker's lab beneath Santitas. But I thought you weren't taking me to the Maker. We are not. She is not to know you are coming. So... Are you taking me to the Maker, or aren't you? Because the Maker would be... Nine, the Maker says that I need you to stop talking with such attitude. Did she? He, uh, furrows his eyebrows again. Of course, everything I tell you is from the Maker. But you see that he realizes what he just said, and he's a little bit concerned. Did she say... To also never take me there? Yes. She says she does not need you at her workshop. Uh, roll insight, Nine. That's a lie. <laughs> but let's see if Nine figures out that mm-hmm. it's a lie. Indeed. We know. Come on. We're, we're, we're intelligent listeners. It's a 13 plus 3. Nine, it, it may come as no surprise to you at this stage that Vivaldi is backpedaling and a lot of what he's saying isn't true. Sir, I don't think you've been talking to the Maker at all. Nine, if I dispense with this, does it change anything? No. You will continue to do my orders? I will not. Then it changes much. For you. Roll Intimidate. I'm not good at that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a five! So you say that, and he crisply like starts to walk around you to the door and apparently we will need 75's help after all. It is a shame you are quite useful as an artificer but we will have to dismantle you after all. Good luck. He moves out the door and he starts calling for 75. What do you do? This is a major point right here. What the (laughs) fuck? Grab your homie and run. Grab your homie and run. Yeah. I'm going to go to 41. It's 41. 41 is, is yeah, the, the, the other robot on the slab that you've been working on. I'm going to go to 41, and I'm going to take whatever parts I can carry, and I'm going to leave. Okay. Um, it's going to take you a moment to get parts kind of gathered up here, right? I'm noticing that it might be kind of difficult to do so, so I'm going to take part of the tent here, and I'm going to just wrap it up and, and drag it with me. All right, you just rip the back wall off this oh, tent. Like, one of the panels. You just rip it off, and use it to bundle him up, which also gives you a back door out of this tent. And as you do that, what's up? You've said that his tent is magically bigger on the inside? Yes. Yeah, I I, I actually don't know how to handle it, because it's more of like a minor effect rather than like an extra dimensional space. Ding me. Fuck. What a weird place. Yes, you can't like do that in a pause moment. You gotta be careful about how you do these things. I mean, do you want me to not? Just do your thing, we'll see if it works or not. Mitch's random fact. Ow! So this is a commander's operating tent, uh, which serves as an FOB and a coordination chamber. So regardless of whether it's magical traits or not, it is going to have interior partitions and be held up by poles, because that's what makes it go down and come up easily. 
So if Nine wanted to, she could take one of the less important structure poles and one of the interior partitions and make a hobo pack. Oh no, I intend to take an important one. Well, unimportant meaning it doesn't fall down on you while you try to leave. I don't care that it does. Nine, as you start bundling everything together, uh, there is a little desk table that Vivaldi uses to do his planning and shit. And sitting on the desk is a Yoon phone that starts to vibrate. And uh, you... <laughs> I will go over to it and uh, I will, in fact, pick it up. And also anything else I see here uh, of pertinent on the desk. So, hmm. Now that now that I know that his planning well, desk exists, this is I will cool. uh, take a look at it. Yeah, th- this is a lot. Um, <laughs> not, so I had I have to I have to come to a to a decision right now. Nine, as you pick it up, it doesn't just open and give someone a message if you aren't that person, right? Like because the message it, it still vo- uh, operates under the concepts of sending and message and things like that, which target an individual to send them a, a message. Mm-hmm. But you're an artificer. And this thing is of artifice. Hack a SIM card. Roll me an intelligence check to see if you can answer this call. I'll give you plus proficiency. I don't need that. That's an 18 plus four. Okay. Um, fuck, here's a voice I didn't think I needed yet. Yeah, you hit the button and it opens up and it says, Yoon call from question mark. Do you answer it? I do. I answer it. A strange voice comes out of the Yoon phone. And you hear the words. Greetings, Vivaldi. I'm calling to check in on a little ghost. How far are you from Shantitish? Vivaldi? Are you there? Is this just a message or a live call? It's a sending. Technically, Yoon phones are operating under the concept that you do a 25 word message back and forth. But they don't need to because it's basically you can just do it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, but technically you cannot cut somebody off on a Yoon call. Okay, interesting. It's a live sending. Technically, it's a new type of sending spell, the live sending spell. Yes, sure. Uh, but yes. Vivaldi, are you okay? This is Grittle. Oh. Um, Grittle. Would I know that name? Roll history. Because, I mean, technically we know that because of Jeff, but like... Yeah, yeah. You, roll, you roll history. Okay. Because it's likely you don't. Seven plus six? You do not. This name means nothing to you. Is Griddle the guy that grilled Jeff? Jeff is ne- or Reyes has Reyes has that's never said party. the name Griddle to you guys, right? I don't. No, that's why. I don't I, think that's so. why yeah, I'm like, I don't, no, there's nothing. I'm not certain if that was something that we just heard him but say. No, the name that you guys was, have said. Right? I don't know if it's something you've said actually in character. No. Yeah, Reyes as a character has never said the name Griddle. Okay. Uh, that's like that only comes up when you talk to your handler, and you never talk to your handler around us. Yeah, Darbin is the only Even one who's ever did. used his name. Darbin has used Even the name. Then, that's like saying Voldemort's name to Rayesk. Like, yeah, no. So no, he's not going to bring it up. It means nothing to you. For sure. Okay. Uh, I am going to hang up the, the Yoon phone, but I'm going to pocket it. Before you pocket it, it plays ads. Welcome okay. to Yoon phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, Welcome he's just standing there Yoon swiping phone. at it, trying to grab it to put it in their pocket. Yeah. Hello, unverified. No, shut up. Shut Hello, up. unverified user. <laughs> Welcome to Yoomfo. Have you checked out these important items? Hi, since you're new to this particular Yoomphone. Hi, since you're the first time you've used this particular Yoomphone, we, 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 we recommend that you set up your account now. Would you like to sign up for our, would you like to sign up for the, would you like to sign up for the long-term warranty? No. 
Are you sure? Turn off! Are you certain? Turn off! We recommend you buy it. God damn it! Oh god my god, it, the Yoon phone is the worst phone <laughs> in the entire world. When it pisses you off, you can't even throw it across the room. It just floats. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> just goes in a real long arc and comes back. A dare room. You come back to camp? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I go, I go stare at a I creep on a cat bear. And then I come back. As you come back to I'm camp, sure you fine. actually see Foe is like halfway out of the camp. Because... He, he's like looking for you, but you see him toward the outer edge and he sees you coming back and he just sort of like waves you to him. Adair walks up and says, Sup. Uh, what can I help you with, Foe? Hello, my lord. Have you heard that Robert has escaped? I was unaware. I left to pursue the creature. Yeah, I see that. He looks around. He sees that no one's here. Robert told me you're a member of the circle. I don't know what he's talking about. Sure. Here's the deal. Oh, fuck. Not Mitch. You're, you're getting us killed. I know this. My question to you is why? Why have you spent so much time working us? I am not killing you. I know where you sleep. I know what you eat. What you drink. Yes. This is my point. If you wanted to kill us, you could have killed us at any moment. What are you into? What do you want? To destroy you. The problem. Not Who you're are you? You are insignificant. Who are you trying to destroy? I want to destroy the sickness that has created you. The sickness that builds your abominations such as the robots. Malforms flesh such as C4PH. The primacy? You are a symptom. I seek to rid the world of the cancer. By Newman, do you always talk this way? What do you mean? It's just, it's a lot. You, you say a lot, and I'm trying to get to the point. If you want to bring down the primacy, I can help. Then speak your part. You've gotten a lot of men into your camp. Vivaldi is losing control, but no one is going to follow you if it means going AWOL. They will be drawn, quartered, hung, and castrated at any nearby Primacy Town. But I am a member of the Inquisition. Jesus, all of that? Oh yes, all of those things. Strange person who I cannot hear. But if you have an Inquisitor that backs whatever you are trying to do next, the men will believe you. I can be that Inquisitor. And what do you get from this? Why should I trust you? And why are you speaking with our friend, Robert? He kind of draws himself up. And then he looks around. And he ducks. And he, 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 he grabs you by your collar. And he ducks you down below the grass line. He touches an em the emblem on his robe. And you watch it change colors and style into that of a Numenite vestment. You gross. Do I have any particular feelings on this, uh, this, this unit, this grouping? World I history. I don't think that I particularly would. It's an 11. I don't know if I have a plus or a minus. I think that this much is fine. You know that this is one of the religions of the towns, but you know that this religion has been on the outs, particularly in primacy land, that this religion nobody follows, particularly in Bree. You know, it's way more common in Celestian, though in the last 20 years, you never see Numenites. There's only one city of them far to the northeast at the head of the river. Okay. His, his vestments change to this, and he says, My name isn't really Foe. My name is Segan, son of Seth. I was sent here by a man, Sabobos, to infiltrate and take down the primacy from the inside. 
And I know you want more than that, but I feel it could be a start to a beautiful friendship. Hey Tavern Goers! Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayask, Ryan Santos as Number 9, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at breadeagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories. That was good shit. That was good shit. That was good. That was real good. <laughs> that name drop fuck that got me <laughs> i hope that gets other listeners because that shit got me it is the boy the sabobos ran off with yes a inquisitor child who came back to brie to re-infiltrate it's good shit